hello, internet land. We should have done the introduction before this started, but you know what? We're doing it now. Welcome to a special episode, a special two-part episode of the Biconics, where we are covering the WWE 2023 draft. It's draft day, baby! It's draft day, baby, and I'm just like, ugh. It's, you know, weirdly, I'm, I shouldn't be excited, but I am excited just because of the fact that I'm interested to see how people get split up. But for this special episode, part one, you only have two of us, <laughs> two of the bike for a little while, hopefully. But tonight covering part one, which is the SmackDown portion of the WWE oh. draft, you have my, oh. yep, <laughs> you have myself, uh, Mikey and JVL. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Oh, shit. I forgot. It's from Corpus Christi. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, no. <laughs> Wade Barrett, talk to my inner self, please. I love you, Wade Barrett. Oh, this is going to be an interesting night, man. I'll, it's going to be really... I want to see if they can pull it off to make this draft stick and stick to be separate brands. If they can't, it'll be really... Oh, Triple H. Here we go. Of course. Bring out the so, belt, the consolation yep. prize. Let's discuss that, because I know a lot of... There has been a lot of divisiveness on the internet, and here are my feelings on it. Go for it. I don't necessarily like that this I don't okay let me put it this way I think the design itself isn't bad I think what makes it really not appealing is the fact that you have the WWE W stuck on it I was like you could have just updated the world heavyweight championship without that but all right I know you got to add logos but whatever Poppy Vince won't need to sell toys I know I loved our group chat it's like it's the Kang belt now <laughs> yeah pretty much no Krang not Kang Krang, sorry Krang not Kang but you know, my, my feeling of it is that it's not so much the design of the belt. I can deal with the design. I actually like it in certain ways. It's a good, like, mashing of the Intercontinental belt and the big Goldie. But the problem is that the way they set it up, it's like, we can't get the belts off Roman. So this is the consolation prize instead of something being worth something. Even with a tournament to crown that, like, we've acknowledged that we're not, we, like, we cannot take this off of him because we want to make something happen. So you're not the best champion. He is. You'll just deal with what we give you. Okay, first round, though. First round, here we go. Oh, boy, here we go. Let's see what happens. Triple H wearing a navy suit with a, I think, purple tie. Yep, a purple tie. Man after my own heart. I love that the fact that we... Rules. I know. I love the fact we have to start with rules. Every superstar on Raw, every superstar on SmackDown are subject to the possibility of transferring to another brand. Yep. 50% of the roster. <laughs> will be drafted tonight and when that was that list they sent earlier today of these people that are available tonight so i like that i difference from the other one where it's just a randomness okay here's your pool tonight here's the pool that so we have an idea who's going to be on what show exactly so while we're watching we should explain what the wwe draft is for all the listening audience so in short basically jvl explained it the roster the main roster wwe there are Technically, there's three brands, but we really only people only really Draft discuss the main roster SmackDown and Raw. Yep. Where we are figuring out who is going where. <laughs> and also, some people can be drafted singly. Some people can be drafted as a team. They have split up a couple of the stables. So we'll see what happens here. This is going to be very interesting. The post-draft roster. So they'll show the post-draft roster after Backlash that next Monday. They'll be able to pick and choose. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. First round, oh, four picks. 
Damn. Four picks. Damn, they're going quick. Oh, come on, Triple H. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? You ready? <laughs> Jesus. And he has a heart attack right there when he's talking to it. No. I don't want my tri I don't want trips to have a heart attack. See, I liked it better when Stephanie did it. That's oh my god. Honestly, Stephanie had SmackDown's picking first. Ooh, that makes sense. They're probably gonna pick Roman first. The new day? Nope. Of course it is. You had to make the first pick. It, was Roman, I right? Solo and Roman. When they split the bloodline up, they split them into the Usos. Paul, Roman and Solo, and I guess Paul is a third. He's being drafted, even though he's just an advocate. Huh. That's really interesting. I wish we could have set this up on 2K23. <laughs> and they've done this with all of us on there in different brands. We should still do. We should also we should all do GM mode as a Patreon exclusive and run a GM mode, just sim it, and we can all like get on once a month or whatever and run a couple of times. That'd be great. Have mini run on his end. I know. Raw's gonna pick their new champion, right? Lee on Raw. Which is what it was before with a big gold belt being on Raw and then you had the SmackDown 6 with the WWE title. Right. Who's going to be the new SmackDown 6, do you think? Huh, that is an interesting... That is definitely a point of order. We'll talk about that in a second. Here's the, here's the second pick. Ooh, here we go. Cody Rhodes. Yeah, you got to split him away from Roman. First pick for Raw, Cody Rhodes. Makes complete sense. I'm not liking that they're not showing them. Because... What they said this year with the draft was that no one actually knew where they were going. Like, they weren't didn't tell folks about it to be there. So they can't get to people in their houses or whatever. Reaction shots would be great. It's just boring so far. I like yeah. the older draft when they had the Undertaker got drafted. And he's like, what do you mean I'm going over to SmackDown? Like, Yep, we shall see. And, of course, SmackDown picks up three people versus one. And SmackDown and Raw has three hours. Yep. So we shall see. Well, we will. By the way, the chat on the stream that I'm watching this on is really horrible. <laughs> Tis the internet. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my God. Oh, Bianca Belair's on SmackDown. Or is she going to Raw? Huh? Oh, yeah. She's going to SmackDown with the Raw women's. Is it going to be a swap? Would they have a drop in the ring? Honestly, I'm like, I'm. I prefer that because Bianca has ran through pretty much every single woman on the Raw roster. Whereas I would love if they would did the thing they do with the belts they had here. So you have the women's championship and or the divas championship, and that's the two belts on either brand. You split them up like that. Yeah. Becky Lynch is on SmackDown on Raw. So is this going to mean that Seth's going to get drafted to Raw? Yes, it is. Seth already wants that belt. This makes sense. They're drafting the married couples together. So this is going to happen. So now we know Seth is probably going to go to Raw tonight. Which makes sense. And this is, I know people are like, Cody should win the new title. I'm like, no, I feel like Seth should get this title first. Yeah, because he doesn't finish his story if he wins the new title. All right, so they're announcing someone coming out. This is the Usos, I'm assuming, coming out? Yep. The Usos are coming out now. They're not oh, drafted. It's coming out now. Yeah. This is, so far, four quick picks that we expected. All of them would go early. I'm not... It's boring that Triple H is reading out the whole thing. They're not, there's not like a lot of, for all the hype they put up with this, there isn't a lot of like newness to it or something to engage me in this. It would be at the regular draft where someone has to come up and accept or something like that, get a raw shirt, do something else. And I don't know why they couldn't do something like that, especially with this. It just seems pretty, it's just moving segment to segment boringly. I'm assuming the Usos are going to make a statement here, but 
I don't know about you, Mikey. I felt I feel if you're going to set this up as a specific special episode, make it different, make it special. Yeah, it's and when they announced it too, I thought it was weird that they were. <laughs> I thought it was really weird that they decided to do the draft a week before their next PLE, and I'm just like, all right, cool, I guess. I like it better here. It needs to happen after WrestleMania. I hated it when they used to have it like right before Survivor Series, and then they do Survivor Series brand versus brand, which made no sense. Whereas WrestleMania is the end of the TV season. That is the end of the season of wrestling for the year. You do the shakeup of the draft right after that so that you get to build all these storylines into the next year. So that's good. But for me, they're not doing anything to make it different than a normal episode of SmackDown so far. It's just a promo where he's reading off names. Have a video package. Have something where, like, they have to react or something. They're in the building. Because if you're setting up this, like, you only get half the roster to deal with, plus NXT and everything else, have them in the building. Have them there reacting. Or have a pre-taped reaction because you know they know who they've drafted. Oh, no. I don't know, Mikey. Are you feeling like that? Like, it's not boring, but it's just not grabbing you? Or Because, okay, so, like, I think the last time I was excited for the draft, what was it? I think back in 2000 and what was it? I honestly, I think it was 2016 when we had the Raw and SmackDown split, and then like 2016 SmackDown was a shit. <laughs> yeah. So, I think it was either PW Insider or another source. They were saying that WWE is touting with the idea of this brand, like the draft and this brands being split again. That they're going to try to revisit to brand specific pay per views. And they didn't have a, dec- a decision whether it was going to be both brands get a pay-per-view in a month or whether it's like on-off where SmackDown gets a month, then Raw gets a month, and then for the big four, they have both rosters, obviously. And, like, you could even make WrestleMania Night 1 and Night 2. Night 1 is Raw or SmackDown. Night 2 is Raw or SmackDown. Kind of do it that way. But that needs clarification. So if it's two pay-per-views a month, that's going to get that's going to burn itself out too quick. Yeah, that's a lot because I remember... <laughs> 2016 wasn't as bad, but I remember I'm like... The second brand split where you had both in a month, it was like, holy crap, because you get two weeks, and then you only had two weeks worth of build for each pay-per-view. Whereas Exactly. Is, you can get up to, up to eight weeks build for each pay-per-view. If long-term storytelling is going to be a thing, which we know Vince won't allow. No, he will not. And I'm like, sir, why not? <laughs> but I'm like, I know the reason. He doesn't have the time to wait around for things to do anymore. He's going to die soon, hopefully. Yeah, usually, like, under normal circumstances, I never wish for anyone's downfall. But with this, I'm trying to pull up the article so I can let everybody who couldn't join us be like, all right, this is what happened. All right, where are my sources? Adolfo's texting, asking how the draft is going. Just join us, man. He's at his mother's. I'm waiting to see where, where this ends up on Botchamania. I'm so happy tomorrow's Saturday, though. God, it's <laughs> good to be over. I feel you on that. So right now, for where, where we're watching, it's just a promo off between the Usos and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens setting up the main event. Kevin Owens getting very animated about that. They're going after each other and doing the same promo again that they've done the whole time they were doing when Sammy and Kevin came up to do that stuff. It's really spinning their wheels again, just like they're spinning their wheels and everything else. Literally, this is just a regular episode of SmackDown with Triple H popping in to say four picks at once. Literally, it would be, there are so many, you're in a freaking company now with Endeavor that like knows how to do a draft type of thing. You can do this. Why can't you step back and actually make it a draft? What is wrong that you can't like trust yourself to make it a draft? 
and now you've got Wade and Michael Cole to, trying to like cover for it. It's like they, they can only do so much to say the word draft every five seconds. It doesn't make it more of a draft. Like the NFL draft is going on right now. Night two is going on right now, and that's a better draft. You have that perfect example. Why can't you do it like that? Have guest people come out and do stuff. Legends come out to announce draft picks. Something. And four at once also didn't make any sense either. Why would you do all four? Do the first two if you want. And then also it's pick, pick. Make it snake. Like, okay, SmackDown picks first. Then Raw gets to pick twice. Then SmackDown picks twice. Make it a snake draft. Exactly. Hey, look, it's, I'm not going to say his name they have on screen. It's Pete Dunn, one of my favorite wrestlers ever. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually want to watch this match. Pete Dunn versus L.A. Knight? Yes, please. Give it to me right now. Give it to me. They're doing it right now. There's going to be a commercial break in the middle of it because obviously it's next. Damn it. Give Pete Dunn his name back and give him his goddamn music back. Get him off the Brawling Brutes and we're good. That's all I need. And honestly, I would love to see an intergener, if they do a couple of like mixed match challenges, intergener with him and Tegan Knox on the team. Yes. The most hard yes, please. freaking thing ever. Oh, Mikey, so... How are you mm-hmm. doing so far? Okay, so with the picks that we have so far, obviously I knew that Roman and Solo are going are staying on SmackDown. Like each brand has to have the champion, so I didn't see Roman going to Raw at Oz, so SmackDown's the thing. I'm trying to i I'm tr- Cody on Raw, I guess makes sense. You have to split him from Roman, you have to. Yeah. At least until they can figure out but then again if the I mean, it's brand split, but is it really ever, honestly? But I'm very interested to see how Cody gets to SummerSlam. Not very well. He's going to have a couple. He's not. He has to beat Brock, and he's not going to beat Brock at Backlash. Damn, you so, beat me to it. I was about to text it. <laughs> it's yeah, all right. Uh, we're both doing so for everyone listening. We're doing some admin behind the scenes because a couple of our co-hosts could not be here with us tonight. So they're asking how things are going where they are, and we're trying to update them via text while talking to you and making this worthwhile for you to listen to, because obviously it's just the two of us. Although, I will say, this is how it started. We're being able to do this. We'll talk our way through it, and I'll keep feeding Mikey things to talk about, because obviously I'll just come up with shit on the fly. (laughs) Yeah, let's see. Cody to Raw, I think, is good. It was going to happen. Wherever Roman went, he was going somewhere else. At least keep the draft. means they're going to draft Brock to Raw now to cover that. Which would make sense since Cody and Brock are fighting at Backlash next week. Exactly. Let's see. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to see Bianca on SmackDown, but it won't make sense if now there's two ways I could see this. They're obviously if they do a belt swap, that would mean that Rhea would have to be on Raw, which I think is a good choice, maybe. But then I've also heard rumors, too, that Rhea's going to stay on SmackDown and we're having a women's title unification. And I'm like, I heard that. I had heard that as well, which if they do that, they need to have some sort of women's belt on Raw then. Unless they're doing like they used to do in the old SmackDown versus Raw games where the women's championship was only on one brand. You could only have it there. And you could draft women to the other thing, but they had nothing to play for. So you only drafted women on one brand. And exactly. Why wouldn't you do that then on Raw with the third hour? You could make the third hour like stardom and make it women's wrestling. Again, it's not clear what they're trying to do here yet, which I don't know if it's clear to them either. No, I... Very vague feeling that Vince McMahon is sitting in the back there changing a few things as we're going along, seeing the reactions as they're going along. Exactly. And then it was reported earlier today, so there are half the roster is up for grabs tonight and the other half is on Monday. 
but on the show we're only going to get 15 on the show and then the other half is going to be via social media which means if you're not important you're getting social medias if you're mid card or worse yeah yeah and then of course we have releases coming still but we've been promised releases that are happening so you're doing a draft before the releases hit eh. which is almost worse yes because the release people are going to end up on the social media draft if they get drafted at all Exactly. And that's not counting to any chance, like whichever NXT kids are getting the call up too. taking spots of people that are right now on the main roster, but floundering like Riddick Moss. Oh, thank Riddick. God his name, thank God his na- name came back. Yes. I was like, Madcap was so stupid, but whatever. And he was, he's been split off from Corbin for long enough. Now he should have his own name back or anything else. A bad wrestler. Like, I saw him wrestle live. He's not a bad wrestler. He just has no gimmick. And I'm just like, when he got called up, I guess called up from NXT, I was just like, okay. So for those that don't know while we're watching this, they're showing where the people are drafting from, and it's literally just a door with a colored light over the top. And But NXT, they show the NXT roster, which I love. They showed some of them. <laughs> they should show this for Raw and SmackDown too, right? I hope so. Honestly, when, and when the first like big class of NXT was part of the draft, like one of my first favorite parts was like watching it was interesting seeing the interviews afterwards but like when alexa got called up and then naya Jax got called up too by the way if you haven't watched her interview with ring the bell you should it's a good time you really should, you really should. oh who's joining us mini i'm not in a parking lot i'm actually sitting at home then this is wrong this is utterly wrong i know i'm on overwatch We've got Bianca giving us a video package, thanking everybody, letting her know that she's happy to be going to SmackDown with the Raw Women's Championship. So this is the first reaction we've seen. I just saw that text, and I was like, I was trying to touch you in the pink tonight. <laughs> yep, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a thing like this unless Minnie came in a little late. We, meanwhile, I'm actually excited for the match coming up right now, Minnie, which is Pete Dunne, not Butch, versus LA Knight. I'm actually excited to watch this. Yeah! yeah. I thought oh, he they changed his logo to look like the, the Las Vegas hockey team. Almost. So, guys, with the biggest knife, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> what, continuity? In storytelling? What is this? Uh, right? What, Minnie, what is this? Minnie, we were saying, though, it's it seemed so far not special. It's gotten a little bit better since the commercial break, but, like, the draft picking and everything else has just been kind of straightforward as if it was just Triple H cutting a promo. There, there's no spectacle to this, so why would you do it like that if you want to make it a special draft? So they're not even doing what they did. With, they would do a map. Oh, I mean, they can't. They do their thing with a drawn names or rolling ball or something like that. So far, Triple H came out with a couple of cards that had the first four picks on them and just basically told us what the picks are, and they showed a Chiron with a picture, but no video reaction, nothing else when it happened. They just had Bianca Belair, a pre-taped video thing from her to her hotel room. That's the first reaction we've seen. Oh, that's lame. Granted, they need to do something to set everything up. If they want to do it like like next year, they can do the SmackDown. If someone from SmackDown wins, they get a pick. If someone from Raw wins, they can get a pick. But you they can do it that way. Yeah. You can't do that right now because they have nobody on set rosters right now. The other thing I was saying to Mikey was that because they announced the half of the roster that is eligible tonight, couldn't you fly all of them into SmackDown just to be there in the backstage area to react to this type of stuff? Yeah, they did back in the 90s, yeah. Exactly, or like the early 2000s where like you saw Undertaker get all pissed off that he got drafted somewhere. Through his chair. I don't know. I just, I feel like so far it's not, 
they have a ticker running at the bottom of the screen with the picks that are going on like you would be at the draft, but it's really not much different than an episode of SmackDown that I've seen. I'm kind of disappointed by that. Mike, you I, feel I, free I, to put your stuff in for this, too. I'm still I, I'm hoping t- they do... Ooh, that looked like it hurt. <laughs> yep. I'm still hoping they do two of which was running at SmackDown and Mr. I like big black guys are running off. Uh, and commercial. All right. So... I mean, they released the list of the 30 superstars eligible for draft tonight, but obviously that doesn't count the NXT call-ups that we can get, and that we have a short list of who might be rumored to be called up within the draft, and that includes the Yes Boys, pretty deadly. Who are dead. Who are dead in NXT lore. I've also heard Zoe Stark is potentially can be called up. Roxanne Perez. Especially after Indy pinned her. Yeah. Which makes sense because I'm pretty sure we're getting Indy versus Tiffany at Battleground. Hooray. Tiffany, who basically broke her leg, <laughs> broke Indy's ankle. Ugh, I'm like, Tiffany. I love Tiffany Stratton, though. She has improved so much, but that match was a mess. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I'm, especially after the injury. Yeah. I've also, some other names that are shortlisted Cameron Grimes is supposed to finally be on here after he's been he gone from been NXT. Off. I know. <laughs> Forever. And then also, like you mentioned, JVL, Roxanne Perez, which I wouldn't be surprised. She's ready to go. She is. She's ready to go. She doesn't. She's saying something because she's so damn young. Yes. And I don't want to say she in interviews, like she always says that for some reason she can't explain why, but she picked it up very well when she was in, in wrestling school and all that. But mm. And now, like, it makes sense to me. I was like, okay, now I see why she was Ring of Honor Women Champion because she is that good. She is. And then at the same time, I know they also want to bring her up because she had such good chemistry with Rhea Ripley in the Rumble. So you have a built-in kind of little thing there where she was messing around with the Women's Champion. She can bump like hell and be a, baby, a full dyed in baby face for Rhea all day long. <laughs> I know. And I'm just that she's so drafted. She- I mean, she could be still stuck in NXT. Some other, and then another name, too, for the women's roster. I've also heard that Corey Jade potentially might be called up. Even though which she is, had it set up in the last show where she's setting up another thing she's going after. Vince doesn't care about continuity in NXT. Of course not. Of course not. Minnie, who would you like to see from NXT get knocked up here? Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker. Do you think they're going to do it now that he just turned heel and he's going after a bunch of things? I feel like I still want to see him up with the main roster because I want to see him versus Gunther and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I, or, I think you'd have some... Or Ilya I've also heard... Up. Yeah, I've also heard Ilya's supposed to get the call-up, too. The thing is that last on last Tuesday, Mini, they set up a thing where a breaker attacked Carmelo Hayes after the match, after he was called out. So it looks like he's, again, going after the title as a rematch type of thing. So I don't know if they're going to call him or not. They should, but they, I don't know if they will. I'm interested to see because this... Pa- Hi, this is Mikey, the only person in this... Like, on this co-host Biconics five-person team that watches NXT, which is... Regularly. I watched it in the hotel this week. That is very true. You really don't miss much. The wrestling has the potential to be great. It's just booking decisions and storytelling is non-existent in this version of NXT. But you know what? I can move past that because there's a lot of talent down there. The newer crop, I was like, I want to support these kids. But anyways, it's... Yeah, I'm just... There's a lot of potential. 
But then I'm just like, you already have such a big roster on the main roster anyways. I'm afraid that they're going to get called up and they're going to get lost in the shuffle. They, Ooh. But to add to JBL's point, I don't know what we're doing because this past Tuesday after Carmelo won his match, after, I don't know if Grayson Waller's legit hurt or if it was a work, but that did not look right when he rolled in. They're saying that it was legit, that he is actually legitimately hurt. I was like, rolling in is what did it, and not the jumping your arm through a ladder at Stand and Deliver two years ago did it to okay. take you out. And many, the other thing I was talking about was like, Raw still is three hours. If you wanted to do a way, have a way to differentiate Raw's third hour or make it the second hour, whatever you wanted to do, draft more women and bring both women's belts over to Raw and make that last hour just like stardom, like women's wrestling. This will never do that. That's a good idea. I know he won't, but it'd be the smart thing to do. That was a high superplex. Right. Hell of a bump you took. Ooh. Mikey, I think your feed's just ahead of mine. Oh. Listen, it wouldn't be a biconic episode if I would, if I, without me saying LA Knight and Deadass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got a booty in hell. And I'm just like, what the hell, man? Oh, yeah. So, Minnie. Now so, that we've got our champion on one side and they're going to be drafting on the other ones, who do you think is going to be the next pick that's going to pop up here? Each one of you, who do you think is going to be the next pick they're going to bring out this early in the evening? Uh, it's going to be probably the mid-card, though, so I'm assuming they're going to be doing like Austin Theory and Gunther. You think that's going to be the next couple picks, or do you think they're going to pull in some tag team stuff or do it that way? Okay. Going to, they might save tag teams for SmackDown because SmackDown is something to look forward to. It's true. I'm just thinking, like, they might save big picks for the hour on the hour, so at 9 o'clock hour they might do some more. But I, you could be right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking because I think they're going to do the main for Raw, and then that's how big the tag team stuff is right now. They're going to go to SmackDown and do everything on SmackDown. Because Friday is also the tag team title championship. And whatever, they're doing that Friday, I think, right? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. So right now they, they've Friday. got the main titles on SmackDown. And then they're doing a tournament on Mondays for the new, like, Big Goldie with the logo belt. It hasn't been said it with it hasn't been said yet. But knowing logic of WWE, the next couple of weeks, we're going to be getting this tournament. And then I think at Night of Champions yeah. is when we get the finals of whoever that is. That's the we can, I can immediately tell you I know who's not going to be in that tournament or is going to lose. Sami Zayn. Yeah, Sammy and Kevin are going to, if they're in this tournament, it depends on what happens in this main yeah. event. Yeah. But if those two are in the tournament, like, they're going to lose <laughs> because Sammy and Kevin are not going to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and I was telling JVL, Minnie, I said that I think everyone's Cody should win this new belt. I'm like, no, that's the wrong choice. In my opinion, Seth should be the one to win this new belt. <laughs> Either Seth or Ed. I would... I mean, it would be a nice one more time retirement, but I think Seth is ready. Who do, is that? Rob Van Dam? <laughs> Where? Again, I think I might be ahead, so I need to be careful how I, I word this. Solo putting on his Simone spike right now. It makes sense that, that we're bringing. Yeah, it makes it sense that. Yeah, it makes sense that we're bringing out legends for the draft, which is interesting. Looks like he's got some problems with his face. Michael P.S. Hayes, who's still stupidly alive. So now that we're like in between things. Yeah. 
Did you did you guys hear the report that Ted DiBiase Jr. is being, <laughs> is in trouble with the law because he a fraud? Yeah, yeah Mississippi got Favre and stuff like that too. Mississippi got fucked by a bunch of people. That's like, crazy. And it's not surprising. I'm surprised his dad didn't get more time too because Ted Senior was involved, and so was a bunch of other like major names in Mississippi sports. That's insane to me. I'm just like, what a way to actually. <laughs> bring your father's gimmick to life pretty much steal money from the poor the entire time it's not unsurprising for a man that like thought so much of himself but now he's fucked on himself somebody else fucked on me oh yeah it's just it's insane all right we can do little bits of news too so i'm not i'm gonna i'm not surprised because it in japan titles can change hands like all the time, so I'm used to it. But to see Mercedes lose that title that quick, I was like, damn. But she's also heading down to do stuff in the U.S. a bit more. She's still with Japan, but she's heading into a couple of U.S. dates. And who wants to bet that she's going to end up either popping up on Impact now that Trinity Fatu's there or popping up on AEW? Can we like let's that. talk about that shit? Because I'm just ha- Listen, everyone wanted to see Naomi back in WWE, but Trinity going elsewhere, I think, was the best bet. And I'm and to see her in Impact, I don't give a shit what other wrestling fans say because people hate on Impact. In my opinion, Impact has the best women's. They book like Impact is the promotion that has the best women's booking. Their booking for their women is always strong. There's more than one going on at a time. Take notes, Vince Trips and Tony, for that matter, too, Mr. Khan. They have the strongest booked women's division across all of the four main brands, in my opinion, because there's more than one story going on. And you even have storylines that don't need the title, because right now you have the women's currently the women's tag team champions. You have which is weird, by the way, you have Taylor Wilde is now one half of the coven and they're the current impact tag champ so that's very interesting i never thought i'd see taylor wilde win tag team championships in my while i'm alive well, i love her that's, though that's the other fun part of it it seems like there's a like a plug and play aspect of it too where it's not just beholden to one <laughs> set of characters to get the things across they trust that anybody can be plugged into a fun storyline and work on it yeah because the coven is going off against jessica and rosemary's mvp she's been there for a while but and I love I don't I love that impact like leans heavily into the hokiness sometimes. I'm like, if you're gonna do hokey, spooky supernatural stuff, impact is the way to go because they have the undead realm with Rosemary, but they right now, storyline wise, they can't get in because somebody's blocking it. My hope it's a returning Sue Young at some point. Now that she's done now that she's done being pregnant. <laughs> wow, Mikey. Wow, that's a great way to put that. She had a whole ass baby. Oh, I love Sue Young. She's a mother that's going to take a lot of her time, too. Like, Jesus. But that was a lot of fun. (laughs) And then Tasha Steele's return from some time off, and she and Savannah Evans are fighting. Jordan Grace is taking on new Impact Women's Impact Knockouts champion Deanna at the next pay per view under Siege in May, which is always going to be a great match. Yes, it is. Here we go. All right, here we go. RVD and uh, Michael P.S. Hayes. I haven't heard this theme song in quite a while. All right. Who's going to be picked next? Who do, so many thinks it's going to be the mid-card titles next. I don't know. I think that they're going to they're gonna 
grab a couple tag teams or grab maybe one of the two of the women's division. Maybe it'll be an NXT call-up, but I don't think NXT call-ups yet. No, they'll probably... If they're going to do NXT call-ups on the show, it will be like... Let's see. And of course, they can't use Michael Hayes' own song that he sang for the Freebirds. Okay, here we go. Second pick. Second round. Huh, so that... Huh. So I'm, again, I'm a bit ahead, but... It looks like that rumor, at least for now, is not coming true for this new with this draft pick. Okay. Yep. The, yeah. It, they missed their window on that. They missed their window to split mm-hmm. those two up. So that's the problem. Is that they had to be drafted together because they, they should have done that right before elimination chamber. That would have been perfect. They missed their time to take them apart. And when they had yeah. them at WrestleMania together, they weren't going to break them up. I should be taking notes. Hold up. Yeah, Street profits together. Yep. So the street profits are going to SmackDown. Now raw picks. If we get We're through, going shocking. what? Oh, right. we're waiting here. Mikey's ahead. Huh? This should be interesting, but I'm not surprised. I actually had this as like in my little head of what was going to happen. That makes sense. So you pull them all three at once, yeah. So Intercontinental is going to be on Raw, which you means I, th- which I think means Austin's probably coming to SmackDown guaranteed they're not going to have both mid-card titles on one brand i feel like that's a bad pick for raw to take them on because they were doing so well in smackdown yeah oh okay yeah but i think this is a good choice right here too for the next two picks, pick two picks a shot it looks like too so four picks each time that makes sense interesting okay so for the listening audience the next pick after imperium going to raw is smackdown picks edge so he's not going for the new title Literally, like, he's held every, almost every title. He has done everything in this company. What is left for Edge? Okay, I knew that one was going to happen, so the next pick for Raw. Mikey is so funny that he's ahead of us all. Here's the thing. I'm ahead, but then it's always, like, still giving me problems. So just Riddle by himself. Interesting. Interesting. Mini, what are you thinking about these new picks? So I've heard Street Profits this- SmackDown. I'm not watching. Keep in mind, I can't see it. So Imperium's over. Imper- all of Imperium. Yep, all, all of Imperium. Imperium. So the whole faction over. Okay. And that was right. Theory went to. So they did the mid cards. They did not move Theory, but we're assuming Theory's going to go to SmackDown if they have Gunter right. on Raw. And then Edge the SmackDown. And then Matt Riddle is staying on Raw. That means the Bloodline spot. Uh, the Bloodline is on SmackDown. Roman and Solo and Paul Heyman are, but the Usos have yet to be they mentioned. Usos off, yeah. They might. I wonder if they're going to split the Usos up and move Jimmy to one, Jay to the other, or just move the Usos to one. Who knows? Move the Usos away from the bloodline because they're already starting to fall apart. It would make sense. I am not enjoying that it's not a snake draft. I would love that better, where it's like SmackDown picks, Raw picks, SmackDown picks. So it goes back and forth and makes. There's a little bit of stuff to it. All right, I'll be on officially for the mon- for the Monday one. I'm going to okay, cool. do what I'm doing. I'll keep updating the picks on the text string so you can see who did what at least. Yeah, I'll shoot my opinions there. Cool. Right. See you, Minnie. Later. Laters. And again, there were two. As it so, should be. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so two tag teams moved and split apart. I'm sad because Imperium needs to start doing some tag team stuff. It would be cool to see them against the Street Profits, but 
You no, know, nothing substantially different other than moving Gunther Brands, basically, in that last round. And again, they don't have a reaction to this. It'd be better to have a live reaction, I feel like. Just announce them, does nothing. Although they're going to get one for the Street Poppers. Sure. The street right now. <laughs> so we apologize, folks, if there are lulls here, is that we're watching this episode live. But yeah, I think, Mikey, for them, them especially, they missed their window to split them up. So now they've got to work with it for a little bit longer till they get something set in stone. Yep. Wait a minute. <laughs> I thought that Braun hurt himself. I haven't heard anything. I guess not. Or if he is, he's going to still work through it. Which, by the way, I understand when wrestlers want to, but I was like, you guys, can we, like, not? I was like, don't hurt yourself, y'all. Yeah, I was pretty sure that Ron- Braun had, like, a concussion or something. Something like week. that. This should be a so, fun match. <laughs> it should be. So, uh, did you hear the rumor, Mikey, that uh, Big E is in the draft pool? That's what I've heard. That's what I read this morning, too. Now, oh, I, this is also leading into what I was going to mention. Yeah. But, oh, okay. 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 Again, I'm ahead. Yeah, I know you're holding on. So, it looks like it's a tag team like gauntlet or something else or yeah this next team come this next faction coming out i was like i want them to finally get a win <laughs> they need to, they weren't getting they, wins before they were this faction it's just know. but my my I, my mind blink what were you we talking about before that biggie being in the draft oh yeah biggie is part of being drafted the only two superstars that were not listed were bray and randy orton that is it and anyone and else alexa on the injury list, list. and alexa, alexa Alexa was not listed either. That's a little surprising. And also, my friend Jesse, Bray is his favorite wrestler, so he's very upset. Uh, by the way, if you're just as a future reference, if your friend ever wants to come on to this podcast, <laughs> I'll tell him to. I'll tell Jesse to join us because he's the guy that I watch all the pay per views with. I go over, <laughs> we cook a dinner based on the theme of the pay per view, we sit down, we watch together, and then I go home. I would love that. <laughs> Hmm, let me see if there's any teaching jobs in your area. Hold up. Uh, you want to work in Vermont? Go right ahead. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. That's a lot. <laughs> very far from your family. That is very true. At least this time when Braun threw him, he didn't fall flat and short and have to do a flat back bump. Oof. And commercial. <laughs> yep. All right, we're caught up. I think I I'm still a little bit of head. I'm, it's fine. It is. I probably could, I could feeds if I wanted to and see what would happen. Eh, it's all right. But Mikey, so we have Biggie. So those three are some of the ones that weren't listed. I guess that officially says a Biggie is like good to go, or are they drafting him back in like in a Paul Heyman role where he can't really take bumps, but he can be involved. And I would love to see Biggie back in the ring, but I would honestly, for me personally, if he can't really take bumps anymore, I just want to see him back on my TV screen, period. As a personality, he's wonderful, I and mean, we need him involved in what he was doing, just because he does a great job. Yeah. Like, yeah. Help. I don't know. Oh man! Oh, there's your girl. Yep. I love her to death. I still stand by that. Oscar should have won the title at WrestleMania, but you know what? I don't blame Bianca. I blame the Bookers. <laughs> exactly. That makes complete sense. Which, by the way, listening audience, let's talk about this real quick. If you're mad that your favorite wrestler doesn't win the title or doesn't win the match at the big ones, don't blame them. Blame the bookers. I've yeah. seen, Because I remember, what was it, like two, three years ago, like the amount of people that were coming after Alexa Bliss during her, I think either her SmackDown or Raw, her 
championship reign. And I was like, why are, listen, I was like, why are we coming after her? She's just putting on the match, you guys. You should blame the bookers. She's doing the best she can with what she's been given. And as John Cena said many times, most of the stuff they're given is utter shit. And they have to make magic out of it. <laughs> Definitely. She's doing what she could have done. I'm insane right here. Like, I'm not mad at Cody for not winning the title. I'm mad at the booking for not pulling the trigger when they should have. Oh, yes. And I'm just like... <laughs> yeah. It just... It's proof that there's still too many cooks in the kitchen and it's only getting worse. And, and we were doing so well with so few in the kitchen before this. Happened. But now everyone... Once again, we're back to everyone and trying to put their hands in the pot. Well, to show a reason to their new daddy overlords that they should be there and their job should be secure. And also with that lawsuit coming in right now for, about the creative, like seriously. Ooh. When I tell you when I read that, I was like, I shouldn't be surprised, but damn. The level of the terribleness still surprised me a bit. Especially with the whole thing of Mansoor's thing when he was six years old when that happened. Like, really? That was horrible. That's what you could think of? That's what you as a writer, like, Freddie Prince Jr. is, of course, and I'm not in that writer's room anymore. I don't need to worry about that crap. It's just so terrible. And I don't want to say I understand, right? But... I get that the writer's room were different at certain periods of times because wrestling culture was different compared to what it is now. But I'm just like, as a kid who grew up in the 90s and the mid-2000s and now is in 2023, I look back at it and I was just like, I get it, but I also don't get it. I guess it's the best way to put it. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, exactly. And it hasn't changed much. There's still that mentality at the top which is terrible. And when the only person in the room that's the only woman and only person of color is having to defend this stuff and like the wrestlers themselves are like, no, we're not doing this. There should have been some more pushback against these writers and the change of the changing of the guard. But again, at the time, no one wanted to be in that writer's room to begin with because you didn't know if the stuff you'd write would get torn up the night of the show. I'm still bitter that the raw after mania, when I had many here in person was trash. It pissed me off. We had pizza and we had a good time, but even still. Oh, believe me, I'm right there with you. I'm, I was actually glad I could not watch that one, even though I wanted to see what it is. The Raw After Mania hasn't been the Raw After Mania, though, for like years now. It hasn't lived up to that, like anything can happen, weirdness, all that stuff in a while. And I was like, okay. And I was fine with that, but I was just like, just the amount of nothing that happened. It was just like, I should have known better. I was like, oh shit, we're getting the first hour commercial free. We had two minutes of wrestling within that hour. With 17 promos, yeah, I know. Whereas they had cut so many things, like including like last week too, they cut all these women's segments and matches and everything else for something that didn't need the time for what, because Vince doesn't like women? I mean, as equals, no. As property, maybe. <laughs> yes, it has been proven. Damn, Braun, you tripped over everybody. I know, bro. <laughs> I love the laugh too. I, so I watched Chris Van Vliet's interview with Ricochet and it was so fun. And he asked the question, he's like, so you teaming with Braun, he didn't say the exact words, but he hinted at it. It's just, was this Braun's punishment for talking about how flippy dippy wrestlers can't do anything? And Ricochet said it perfectly. He doesn't matter. And I was like, I'm having a good time with it. He is. And I'm like, that's all that matters to me. And I said, and I did show him that flippy dippy wrestlers are cool. I was like, there you go, Ricochet. <laughs> no, one win hope. If there's anyone that could, is the one of the two ambassadors of flippy dippy wrestling. Yes. Good old Trev. 
I did. I mentioned who did I mentioned that to somebody that his real name is Trevor. Like Trevor. <laughs> I was like of Trevor. everything, of everything. Ah, oh, that never gets old. Every time I see it. Every time. I need me some Ricochet versus somebody else now, though. <laughs> Honestly, a Ricochet Chad Gable match would make me so happy. Yes. And I want Gable to be the one that dethrones Gunther. I want Gable to take the IC title. Oh, yes. Although it'd be fun also to have Dragonoff versus Gable if he gets drafted. Oh, that match would be so good. You would think that. Yeah. As I was reading the list of available superstars across both nights, and then I'm looking at some of these names, I'm like, you're not really doing much or have been on TV for whatever reason. Like, I see that the OC is all up for action. And I was just like, y'all are doing as house a, shows right now unit, as a unit. They, that's built in their contract. Cause they're old enough. They don't want to do house shows. Although Mia Yim could use the time because she's not being used for anything. And it makes me sad because she was prominent in impact. Like last six, seven, eight months, she was there. And, and my, her match with Mickey James is fucking amazing. She's really good. And the thing is, she's away from her hubby too, at the same time. So what is she giving up other than for money to be with her husband? I'm like, give Mrs. Keith Lee some time, which, by the way, Keith Lee is also lost right now in AEW. But the plan is supposedly we're getting him and Swerve one on one at double or nothing. And I feel like they might stick him on collision at some point, which they're doing that whole thing with the Saturday show, which is one more show to freaking watch. This is while even though we're watching the WWE match while we're watching this recap of what happened on Monday, which, by the way, I don't care what nobody says. I'm excited for Damien versus Bad Bunny just because. It's going to be yeah. entertaining. And well, Bad Bunny, to me, has proved he actually cares about this business. He puts in the work. And Damien and are friends in real life, which means he's going to exactly. make it fun. So I'm not surprised. I was skeptical the first time Bad Bunny was introduced to this whole thing. Me and too. He, I feel bad for him, too, because without Logan Paul, Bad Bunny gets all the Logan Paul thing. Like, he's a guy that takes it seriously. He's really good. Look at the celebrity who can really do stuff. And then Logan Paul comes in and... <laughs> While he's a still a douchebag, he's athletically gifted enough to also showcase that they can, there's a whole new level of celebrity involvement now. You really have to care to be part of a thing. I don't know how far you are ahead, but they yeah. edited Bad Bunny's Spanish part because he cursed him out in Spanish, which was great. I heard that. I heard that. Called them. We're far enough in when this gets uploaded, but so we can curse. But oh, they're calling it a San. Of course, they're calling it a San Juan street fight. Of course they are. But anyways, yeah, it was. I'm not going to lie. I loved hearing Spanish cursing on my television screen. <laughs> Very cool. That was like the French cursing when we were in the arena for uh, for Elimination Chamber. where I, we, Neither Jesse or I knew what they said, but everyone in the audience loved, like, not, yeah, went after him. I It would be awesome if Bad Bunny, he probably doesn't need it, but the muscle he gets isn't just the LWO that comes out with him. Carlito shows up because they're in Puerto right. Rico. And they just revealed who came out of the SmackDown door, and I'm just like, why? Yeah, I saw <laughs> why because he's vince's guy he's uh, Vince Dick. I'm like, uh, also why is he coming out of the smackdown when the guy coming out of the raw one should be coming out of the smackdown one i don't know man i don't Tending know on. should be coming out of smackdown player player holla holla <laughs> i hope he brings up that he's gonna set him up in a tag team match against the undertaker tonight that'd be fucking hilarious <laughs> and then mark calloway just pops up like teddy T- teddy stop <laughs> It's like, we can't do this. No, can't do it at all. Sad Teddy Long noises. 
Your draft means so much that you can't even get Roman Reigns to show up for SmackDown for it. I know. I'm just like, not even a video message, not like a video promo. He honestly doesn't care. As a character, he doesn't care. <laughs> Him as the person, I was like, man, you need some time. I get it. <laughs> but even still, I was just like, come on. Yeah. Uh, my feed froze. No. No. Get to two. Get to two with me. Okay, I'm on it. Hold up. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, uh, Who has not uh. had a problem with you so far, so I'm happy about that. Lucky you. I am lucky. Thank you very much. Where's the um, freaking professor? I was like, you said the class ended at five. It is six where you are now. I know. It is nine where I am now. <laughs> that honestly is one thing I keep coming back to every once in a while. I was thinking, like, when I lived in Chicago, I was on Central Time. So a lot of these things would be like earlier in the evening. So like I get the Daily Show at like 10 p.m. I, like even I was out later and everything else, but I could catch things early and like have an early night. I also have to get upstairs too after this because my ice cream base is still sitting in the fridge cooling, but needs to be made into ice cream tonight. Oops. I, it's an experiment with me too. I don't know if it's going to work or not. We'll see how good it comes across. <laughs> right, blueberry lavender. Ooh, nice. I was going to do blueberry basil, but I figured I'll do lavender first. I have lavender extract. <clears throat> Sorry, I cook on the side, folks. When I get into a weird ADHD like rabbit hole, I cook weird things. Oop. <laughs> oh, that's bear. right. Yeah, we lost the bear. I forgot they're doing maintenance work on one of it. <laughs> we only have one bear with a dick in his mouth now. So hopefully he lasts the whole. T- we only got a- we only got about an hour. Hopefully he lasts. He hopefully he lasts. Jesus. Oh, Mikey. So how are you feeling about the draft so far? We've had some interesting picks. Nothing out of the ordinary. No weirdness yet. Other than not the fact yet, Imperium altogether. That was a little strange for me. They would do all three if they were looking to split people up. But you want to keep him with Imperium, I guess. So it makes sense. Right. Let me see. I'm not like too surprised with some of the ones that we've gotten. I am yeah. waiting to see what happens with Rhea to see how I feel about Bianca moving to SmackDown. Because if the women are switching brands and they swap the titles, cool. Because it gives Bianca more fresher matches, new people to face. Same thing with Rhea. Yeah. But if Rhea ends up on the same brand, I'm interested to see how that goes. For me, I'm also interested in the mid-card folks they're going to pull in. I want to see a couple more of the tag teams or groups go. Those are the ones that are going to either make a difference or not, but I really want to see where they end up because it's going to tell me who they're actually looking to push in the next six months, hopefully. JBL, you couldn't have matched those pants to that suit. Are you still ahead of me? Holla, holla. <laughs> you're still ahead of me. JBL's just coming out right now. <laughs> oh, JBL, you look like you're going to a middle school dance. At least Teddy Long is matching. Damn, to some extent. Teddy Long is Teddy Long. Teddy Long is awesome. Holla, holla. You're going to get the pick before I do. All right, I'm not going to spoil it, though. Don't worry about not spoiling it. Just do it. get your honest reactions when it comes through. I'll do the same thing. All right, it's so the SmackDowns. Teddy Long is still walking to the podium right now for me. Ha! Huh. Interesting. Teddy Long is still dancing for me. Okay. He's waving. He's waving. Okay, so that tells me what's about... No, actually, that might make sense. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> about SmackDown's pick? Yeah. Interesting. So he's yep. doing SmackDown. Mr. Bobbles Lashley. Rock, <laughs> but who's going to go up against? Huh. Ooh. Interesting given everything that's going down with his contract at the moment. Really? 
supposedly. Drew? Is it Drew? It's Drew going to Raw. Interesting. Okay, so where are the brawling brutes going now? Because you, you want him... They're sticking him near Gunther right now. Does that mean a rematch somewhere down the line of him, of Gunther and, and, and uh, Drew, the Scottish psychopath? Oh, okay. So SmackDown picks. Interesting. This should be fun, though. The, so I the next you were pick. I SmackDown picks, Idris, picks Idris Elba. But that's not That'd right. be hilarious. No, but SmackDown picks the OC, the entire faction going to yeah, SmackDown. Drafted. So they're all going to SmackDown, which I think is great. Me and him on SmackDown gives me some possibilities for some cool matchups. Does that mean they're going to keep Judgment Day then on SmackDown to have, because that's brand warfare right there. Like you want that to be that way. That's why they set them up that way. And then AJ got hurt. Of course, they're keeping him on Raw. Duh. That makes sense. Raw's pick is The Miz. Does that come of course. with Maurice or without? It's just him. Interesting. Wherever he goes, I'm pretty sure Maurice will go. That's a high draft pick for the Miz, which is surprising. Like you want him that early in the draft. He hasn't done anything. Nope. All right, he so he he was the host. Yeah. Of WrestleMania, I guess. I'm looking at his Chiron, two-time Grand Slam champion. Great. Hosted this year's WrestleMania. Okay. Star of the reality series. So nothing else. Star of the reality series. It's my woman's, or at least one of my woman's is is is. I see. Cos- I don't see yet. The cosplay queen, oh, WWE. On it, nice. And she's actually in ring gear. She's been fighting the last couple of weeks. She's up against Riga in 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 Puerto Rico. Poor Sonya. She didn't even get an entrance. <laughs> Where do you think that uh, Shane McMahon's quads are going to get drafted to? To the nearest ER. Probably. Are you typing in the group chat? <laughs> yeah, I am. Okay. I'll take that responsibility on Monday. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Honestly, I actually want more people to be on Raw because it is a longer show. They need it to be. That's why it used to be where like, Raw would get two picks to one every time. So it was Lashley to SmackDown, OC to Raw. So it so the order it went was Bobby to SmackDown, Drew to Raw, then the OC to SmackDown, and then the Miz to Raw. Mrs. Matt Cardona. <laughs> yeah. She, I, she's getting a, being played dirty right now in the freaking in, in WWE. I know. I'm just like, I'm like, how we go from being tag team champions with Deanna Parasso and then this happens. I know they had a lot to deal with because it was supposed to be her and Carmella teaming up. But Carmella, poor Carmella, man. I can't imagine. She's hurt. But before all that, too, her and Corey losing the baby. Yeah, I know. She's going through a lot and having to come back. I, I want her to take the time she needs to get right. Yes, because to me, that's more important to me than anything else. And Although I'm waiting to see the back and forth if Carmelo Anthony ever comes up to the roster. It's Mella is money or is Mellow money or is Mella and Mellow money. <laughs> that would be such a great... <laughs> or is Mercedes money because she's Monet. Money. Can we just agree that her theme song is just a remix of, <laughs> just, totally of Criss Cross? It totally is. And I love it because it, it's the same lick. Can we also talk about how every time she defends her title, like her ring gear is just so great. It's always an homage to something. She's always done that, though. She's just got more freedom to do it, which is awesome. I was just like, we got a tribute to Eddie Guerrero from this most recent one. Then she tribute Hana Kimura when she faced off against Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie. Yeah, no, she's got a lot there. And plus, I was watching Mandalorian all week. I'm like, oh, she's back in Mandalorian. She's making money out here. She's gotta. Do not fault her for anything like that. I'm glad she is 
finally having some fun and doing some different stuff. Her new finisher sucks. Other than that, it's because it relies too much on the other person taking it. I will say, though, as a side note, if you that triple threat was phenomenal. I, don't, Those, I watched it. it was, I went back and watched it. It was really good. It's a good thing I decided to get us a, a Christian to <laughs> all that. Great world. I, I know you got to start telling us when we're going to start paying you for that. Or actually, Patreon, would you like to pay for our subscriptions to everything to bring you this wonderful content? Yes, please subscribe us. At the time of this recording, we don't know what kind of rewards are, but if you want to see five weird, if you want to see five lovely gentlemen, just talk five passionately weird, about wrestling. Gentlemen, lovely gentlemen. And maybe some of the professor's hot friends, if he ever gets on this goddamn thing. Which, by the way, as a tangent while we're watching this match, right? The professor needs to realize, too, from one Biconic to another, professor could get it if he wanted to, honestly. He's, oh, I'm C. I'm like, no, you're not. He definitely could. But he's also married and has kids, and he's kind of at that point where he doesn't think of himself that way in a lot of ways. <laughs> which I understand. Oh, damn. That was a nice transition roll-up because it was a roll-up yep. to a transition roll-up that was pretty darn good actually that's one of the few times i like that we'll see how simon miller talks about that tomorrow also simon miller can also get it too just fyi yeah <laughs> there's ria there's i know mommy. oh mommy sonia why did you try to stop mommy i know damn this crowd is hot <laughs> but of course chelsea i know Ooh, that was yeah. nice yes it was we know she's not going to win against Rhea at Backlash, but it's, I want them at least give me 15, 10 to 15 minutes. No, give me 15, 20 minutes. Fuck that. Exactly. And you had to set her up that way. Like, that's also a good spot to have her do because Rhea does the best spiked DT in the business right now. Because, yeah, Zelina's got no chance. No, but you know what? And like I said in our group text messages, I know that WWE is just trying to do a cash grab by trying to put as many... Latina. of the Latino and Latina talent on this pay-per-view, but I don't care. <laughs> I love that you call it review as the card it is. It's not really review. I'm sorry, I meant pay-per-view. Whatever! I, I love that it was a review because it's very theatrical. It's on this review tonight. On this review tonight. Tonight. You doing a little bit of your weird Cockney accent there? Cockney accent. Which, by yeah. the way, Tyler Bate has been rumored to also be up for grabs, too which I would be loving to see that. Give, give, oh, yeah. me, give me Mustache Mountain on main roster. Him versus Gunter has been done. It could be done again. I want them to hold... If Ilya gets to main, I want them to hold off Ilya and Gunter 3 for a bit. Yeah, I agree with that. Like It needs to be for something... Like, it could be Ilya takes the... Just like he did the other one, he takes the title, the Intercontinental title to send Gunther into the stratosphere to go after the big titles, but who knows? <laughs> Pardon me, I am burping up my liquid death. If we need a sponsorship, Liquid Death Sparkling Water, please. I am obsessed with your products. <laughs> they are delicious. Liquid we'll have. Death. I'm we'll eating the severely lime tonight. That's gonna be our. That's gonna be our Patreon goal. We'll have a Liquid Death sponsored match. <laughs> I would totally have that happen. Give me all the Liquid Death stuff. Like they. Here's okay. I know we're in the middle of a commercial on this. We're talking about a review of it. Here's the reason I love these guys. This is not a sponsored thing. Obviously not. I want to be, but I can't be. Their regular water is, yeah, it's quite overpriced for bottled water, but it's in a can, which is great, and so it's better for the environment, and they give 10% of the profits to taking plastic out of the oceans. Their sparkling waters are just flavored enough that it's not like LaCroix, where you think like you, someone sneezed in it, but it's also, the bubbles are smaller, so it doesn't like really fuck with my stomach the way some sparkling waters will or some other carbonated beverages. I can drink one, two, three of these and be, feel fine, and they have great flavors. I just tried their iced teas, and they're also really subtly flavored they're not trying to be too much like 
it's all about the flavoring. It's really about drinking the water and the experience of what they do with it. So I have found something like I didn't like sparkling water at all. I hated the club soda, all that stuff. This is the only sparkling water I've ever liked because of that. Fully endorsed. Fully endorsed. <laughs> to the point where I have to, where like now when I go on trips with puppets and stuff, I have to look up on their website, where can I buy it so I can stop in to get some on the road because I'm obsessed. Yes, and their marketing ex- is top notch. I love it. So, Liquid Death, call me. Yes. A weird person on the internet who also is a local actor in the area. Please call me. <laughs> love it. And All right. Since we're get on yep. this freaking call because I need to talk to you about plans because you said there were plans in the works that I want to get involved in. I know, bro. I eh. don't want to move to California, but I want to do some work like that. If I know, it's just if you if somehow you found your way to California, like I would be crying of happiness. I appreciate that wholeheartedly. This, I know. If there's anywhere we're going to end up going now, especially with what's been happening in our country right now, not, I'm not going to get fully political. My partner is, nope, we're going to Canada because they don't feel safe. So That is very that is fair, and I agreement of that. I have a friend in Canada, so who knows? <laughs> there you go. What part of Canada? Uh, in BC, probably. Yes. <laughs> British Columbia, where they film stuff. So, you know, it's West Coast. It wouldn't be terrible. I'm looking at the East Coast. It's like the East Coast, but hey, who knows? Depending where, if y'all move to Canada, be like, I'll meet you halfway. Meet us in Washington. <laughs> I wouldn't be halfway. Where we want to move is Halifax. Never mind. The other coast. Never mind. Be careful there, Santos, because Alistair Black might come around and beat the shit out of you. Again. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, right? We're honest on this podcast, right? Uh-huh. I've said this before, but Zelina and Santos, for me personally, can get it. <laughs> Together at once? Preferably separately, but I don't want honest. But with Zelina, there's little hiccups because I'm not trying to fight her husband. <laughs> no, no, that's the thing. It's like he is a lucky person, and she's very lucky to have him. So, he, I, I, yeah, he's such a nice person, by the way. Yeah, he he's really, really cool. Is. So is Brody King is a sweetheart. Like I love mm-hmm. the House of Black. They're. Like, I'm so uh, yeah. glad they're doing stuff now. Oh damn! Does that mean he's cleared? I think so. Oh, thank God. I think so. The phenomenal AJ Styles His is back. Is His ankle is better. I missed you, wearing, AJ. They're wearing red. I was like, y'all are on SmackDown, but whatever. And I know people are shitting. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know people are shitting on the OC because they're like, ooh, it's trying to do Bullet Club in WWE. I'm like, y'all, come on. They're doing Bullet Club everywhere because Bullet Club is floundering. Bullet Club is like stretched itself yeah. way too thin now that everyone's gone other places. Like there is, I don't know in NGPW if Bullet Club's even gonna have a big like presence anymore. I know it's just I don't know. Me Yim also was never part of Bullet Club to begin with, so I don't know. Weirdly enough, if it wasn't Mia, I don't want to relegate women to it, but I would have loved to see Shotzi in this little faction too. I think that would be hilarious. Yeah. But also, I, there's a part of me that also was hoping, like, with all the, before we got to this draft thing, with all of the different factions that have a woman component, like China was for both the corporation and DX, all that stuff, could we have had a four way thing with all the women in all the stables, like, for supremacy? Like, that would have been amazing. Huh. This is a pairing that I never thought I would. Huh. Okay. What are we about to do? <laughs> Who knows? Wait a minute. Before AJ got hurt, didn't these two teams have something going on before AJ got hurt? Yes. Because Riddle was also helping them out, I believe. 
Which, by the way, this is just a personal thing, but I also appreciate the touches that Solo and Matt Riddle are back to fighting. Very much. I've also been happy watching the last couple of Viking Raiders matches, not with Valhalla. I feel like they're wasting Sarah Logan. Yes. But that Eric, no, sorry, that Ivar has been able to use more of his like agility stuff, like the kicks and such, bring back what he was doing in NXT. I think that is awesome. Doc Gallows, I can barely move. Valhalla and the Viking Raiders are also lovely people in real life. They really are. Sarah Logan's a sweetheart. <laughs> I'd also thought, though, instead of Shotzi, Liv Morgan with the OC would have been very interesting as well. Real, honestly. Oh, AJ. Well, maybe that means AJ isn't completely healed up. But, but at least he's ready to be back on television. They need him. He's an amazing mouthpiece anyways, but I'm very sad they're sacrificing the Viking Raiders. Them, yeah, like, I was like, after all, I was like, I mean, I've always liked them from there when they were in their NXT days, obviously not as the Viking Raiders, but but yeah, there was no reason for them to get squashed, but it's he's oh, here no, we go. Not, sure oh, never mind. I guess he is OK now. Again, you're ahead of me here. Oh, AJ's going to do a phenomenal forearm for me now. He's going to phenomenal forearm all over the place. Fourth and final round. There we go. Fourth and final round. Yeah. Because it's showing who's doing what. It's on the SmackDown side, it's this. Yep. The representatives for both make sense. It's the two members of DX that are running NXT right now. <laughs> yeah. But, so hopefully there'll be some NXT picks in the next round then. I hope so. Damn. They said we were getting 15 tonight. So if we're doing four, so four, eight, and 12, then we still have three. Yeah, which will be the last three someone will do. And then I guess then go into the social media stuff. And I don't want to go on Twitter to learn all that because I've, I deleted my Twitter account. But still, if anything, like all the news websites will cover it, too, on Facebook. That's where I get most of the wrestling news. I'll just I'll go look at WrestleTalk. I'll keep refreshing WrestleTalk for the rest of the night. And I say also they're doing a Flash trailer right now. I'm disappointed that the people that have seen it have said that it's good because honestly I don't want it to be so they can fully reboot it and get rid of Ezra, Ezra Miller and that stuff because I think they just they really need to not be given any more chances after what they were doing yeah it's and it's a bummer too because Flash is one of my in the comics is one of my favorite which Flash though who's your Flash I have to go with Barry so old school but not the original because that was Jay Garrick but yeah like yep. Barry okay Barry's my favorite, and I think only because Justice League Unlimited, when it was airing, made me fall in love with Barry Allen Flash. Just because, this is going to sound very corny, but I really loved how in that cartoon Flash dealt with his villains. It's not like I have to beat you down, I have to destroy you. He actually humanizes them and just talks to them like regular people. Like, the scene that always sticks with me is when... He and a couple of the other members of the Justice I'm, I'm like Trickster, or is it yeah, Trickster in the bar? That scene is sticks with me. And that's Mark Hamill doing the Trickster there too. Yep, I there. know. When they got it, and they got Mark Hamill to do the live action version of the Trickster too in the CW show. That's right. Which was amazing. Well, the show itself yeah. was hit and miss, but the fact that continuity, I was like, thank you. They did a good job there. Yeah, I'm or, honestly surprised whenever yeah. I talk DC with folks that Flash is not normally the first one that people pick. He's, Which he's is understandable. Yeah, I know. I figure because the Flash never tends to be a lot of people's picks. Usually, a lot of people I know, it's always usually goes to Superman, Batman, or Woman. But those are usually the two. But those are not mine. Who's yours? 
I have been an old school Green Lantern fan since I was a young kid, and I grew up during the Kyle Rayner era. But I was a Hal uh-huh. Jordan fan. I was a huge uh, Hal Jordan okay. Fan. And JLA also made me fall in love with John Stewart. So yes, I loved them across. My favorite Green Lantern of all time is none of the Earthbound ones. I know. Yeah, Kilowog every day. Big pink guy, sergeant at arms. Love Kilowog. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. I know people are. It does. I don't think it's going to be the best thing, but I am. It's going to be a fun flick to go see with my friends. Blue Beetle coming out this summer. It'll be interesting to see because that'll be the first one outside of continuity thing that'll be in that'll really work, and I think they have a good cast together for it. So I'm excited to see. But here we go. Draft us right. with DX. Please give me some NXT kids. We need them. Smackdown picks. Getting on the text ring. Oh, the implosion's going to happen sooner or later. going to have to. Smackdown picks damage control. All three. All three. Damage curtol. Curtol. All right, who's Raw picking? Yeah, I think that's the right pick for Raw to have. Bailey face turn bailey face i know the king of strong styles heading to raw shinsuke nakamura oh if he and gunter can have a thing for the ic title yes i want that smackdown picks what i haven't gotten there yet i'm not gonna say nothing Why just not? listen is it nxt yes it is but when you with who i was like what Oh my god. I was that's what I said. I'm like, what? And they're going to SmackDown. I'm not mad, but what? I love they're going, but they're taking the are they taking the titles with them to come back? I don't know. Yo, give me those two and Nikki Cross in a faction with Piper Niven. Give it to me now. That is an all women's faction would be amazing. No, it froze. Don't do this to me. No. Alright. Let's you're probably going to finally either catch up or surpass me because it froze. All right. Indy Hartwell? To Raw? To Raw. Holy shit. They're pulling champions. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. In a walking boot. Damn it. I can see using her and restarting the way, but also Dexter Loomis is still around. Yeah. Weird. I'm surprised. I would have thought they would have picked. They would have picked like Roxanne or somebody. They're throwing us. I wonder if there's going to be more NXT picks. Obviously, it's on Monday. These are interesting picks. Obviously, you're right. There's going to be a breakdown of something over there at with damage control. But like everything else is that's just odd. Yes. Give me this matchup between these women's tag teams right now. If we get it at Battleground, I'm cool with it. Not Honestly, backlash. not back. Kaden and Katana versus Isla and Alpo on Backlash. That'd be fun. No, it wouldn't be Backlash. It would be Battleground. Right? Battleground. Yeah. If I'm being completely honest, those are really the only two real women's tag teams we have right now. Yeah, and they've been battling for like a long time now with this. I love me some Shinsuke. It would actually be funny if who keeps them or helps them keep it in who? the Battleground match. Nikki Cross just shows up on NXT. To take them with her to start new sanity, basically. Oh damn! I forgot these two were in a were in a program right now. Yeah, they have been for a while. 
No, I know that. I was just like, oh shit, I forgot that was a thing. And this is actually making me care about Karrion Cross a little bit more. A little bit, especially also because he got, he used Riddick Moss. He was talking about that stuff too. Like, they're trying something now. Creator Wrestler Seven just enters the chat, but it's okay. I'm also up to. I'm using your text messages to update my other friend. <laughs> oh, good. Just yeah, keep doing that. I'm pretty sure she's gonna call me after this. Okay, call, color me genuinely surprised with that fourth draft pick, round draft pick. Yeah, those are some damn good ones. All right, it's main event time. Oof. While they're doing entrances, I am going to freshen up a little bit for a bio break, but I will be right back. All right. So I guess it's left to me to entertain the folks tonight. and I'm still here as they're doing the main event. My personal thoughts on this so far. Could have been a lot better. There's some interesting picks in that last round, but that's that last round. Overall, underwhelming for the most part in terms of how they presented the draft. That being said, not the worst picks, especially in the later rounds so far. Some actual options for some storylines that could come out of this, including the wonderfulness of the NXT call-ups. Not the ones we thought that would happen. So again, some surprises, but could have been handled better. So far, the, the people announcing it have been good too, but there should have been other ways to do this. I feel like they, they can still improve upon this. There should be better ways. Raw will be interesting as a longer one for everything else. So I don't know, but for right now, we're going into a commercial and I can speak to you on this. I'm still worried about this product in general. I'm still worried about Vince McMahon being in charge the way he is. I'm trying to be a little more open to what it is, and I'm going against what I said, and I'm actually watching some of this now, at least for now, to keep an eye on things. But if things continue to degrade, especially with this brand split, I know personally I won't be able to sit there and actually watch the product anymore, which will be tough. But there are some good ideas coming out of this. It'll be interesting to see what they actually define as the rules of this brand split, or at least of the draft, and if they can stick to those. But so far, just recapping that for you. First round, Roman Solo and Paul Heyman of the Bloodline going to SmackDown. Cody Rhodes going to Raw. Bianca Belair going to SmackDown with the Raw Women's Championship so far. We don't know how that's going to change over. Becky Lynch drafted to Raw. Then in round two, we have the Street Profits to SmackDown. Imperium, including Gunter. So Gunter and the other two to Raw. Edge to SmackDown and Matt Riddle to Raw. Round four, Damage Control, all three of them going to SmackDown. Shinsuke Nakamura to Raw. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn to SmackDown, and they're still holding the NXT Women's Championship, Women's Tag Team Championships, although Caden Carter and Katana Chance have challenged them. And Indy Hartwell, the NXT Women's Champion, is going to Raw. That is pretty insane. So yeah, folks, I don't know what we can do with that. We'll have to hold on and see how this falls out, but there could be some interesting things. Sorry, I'm texting my friend at the same time. And in round three, we had Bobby Lashley to SmackDown, Drew McIntyre to Raw, the OC, which is Gallows, Anderson, Meachin, and AJ to SmackDown, and The Miz to Raw. So, yeah. So, a lot there. Oh, man, folks. So, we're waiting on Mikey to come back from a bio break. We're hanging out during this. He's back now. I've been talking this entire time, filling time, and hopefully that recap helps everyone that's been listening to cover for Mikey being gone as I've run through the draft, my thoughts on it and how I feel about WWE. So Mikey, glad to have you back. <laughs> I'm sure editing Mikey will be interested to see what you said while he went to the restroom. <laughs> Nothing terrible. I went back over all the picks. I talked through some good and bad about it. And I talked about my feelings on the WWE product and whether I believe this is going to stick, what's going to happen and all that good stuff. So for our listening audience, some behind the scenes stuff, right? <laughs> We 
We're still trying to figure it out because all five of us have really busy lives. Some of us have families, others of us have careers. Like, but our thing is we're all trying to figure out who's responsible, who's really responsible for watching which brands. Because we try to cover as much as we can between WE, AEW, Impact, and those are the major three. And then, of course, you have Ring of Honor and sometimes New Japan. And now Ring of Honor, like Ring of Honor is actually turning out to be a lot more fun to watch. So that's pretty cool there. And then we have a couple other like things coming through. Do we want to watch Progress? Are we going to watch WWE Europe if it ever starts? So much future. But we at the Biconics, we're still trying to figure out who's doing what. But I think unofficially, myself and Minnie will be the two that mostly covers WE. Because we agreed to take the hits for this team. And then we have our three other co-hosts unofficially are pretty much our AEW crew. And then I will be taking on Impact and Ring of Honor as well. <laughs> and NXT, of course. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But honestly... The thing about the Viking Raiders is he was very sad about that. Me too. I'm very sad. Bad Buddy is a busy man right now. He just performed two weekends of Coachella and he's about to get into this street fight with Damian Priest next week. He's not there tonight. He needs to recover and do other things. I know he's on tour, too. God forbid he injures himself while he's on tour. His set at Coachella was so much fun. <laughs> I believe it. How many he's people a great... there also WWE fans, though, at that point? We're getting a recap of the ugly duckling belt. Yeah. I said this earlier in the podcast, but I don't hate the design. I just hate all the WWE logos all over it. It's like the Intercontinental title and the big gold belt had a weird baby. I already saw this on Monday, so we don't really care about this. So I'm going to talk over this a little bit. Yeah. So at this time, at this point, I mean, it won't matter because when this episode comes out, we'll be past that. But I do recommend you go watch back. But May is about to be very packed with pay-per-views across the, all the major brands. It's going to be May. <laughs> it really is. So ba we first have WWE Backlash. Backlash. <laughs> so, so let me... Backwall. Backwash. So, WWE Backlash at the time of this recording is taking place Saturday, May 6th, which should be very interesting. And then, two weeks later, on Saturday, May 20th, we have Night of Champions in oh. Saudi Arabia. I will just read the results. Good. We here at the Biconics don't necessarily like the Saudi Arabia shows because we don't support the Saudi Arabian government. And the way it treats its citizens and its women. Yep. No, thank you. And then, of course, they have to... Canon, by the way, with all these new championship shit. I know. It makes me upset. I'll just read the results, and then we'll briefly talk about the results, but I'm not covering that pay-per-view. And then, of course, all the major... Yeah. And then, of course, all the major fucking promotions decided to have all their pay-per-views Memorial Day weekend. It's like it's a holiday or something. Because... <laughs> The twenty, the twenty sixth, you have Friday, May twenty sixth. You have under impacts under siege, which is Seagal going to be there? I don't know. We do the two main championship matches have officially been made for the Impact World Championship. Its new champion Steve Macklin will be taking on PCO in his first title in Macklin's first title defense. Look, I. PCO is not going to win, but I know what they're doing here because they're trying to get through a few people because eventually 
we're going to get Macklin versus Nick Aldis now that he's signed back with Impact. Hey, we are officially getting Shinsuke versus Karrion Cross in Puerto Rico. Yes. Oh, and the OC versus Viking Raiders. Oh, God, they're going to squash him. Which makes me sad. Makes me sad, too. And then, of course, Bad Bunny will be, obviously, because it's coming from live from San Juan, Puerto Rico, Bad Bunny will be there as well. Of course. But, and then, I don't know why WWE and NXT decided to do this, but I'm going to have to watch it. I'm not watching it all at once because that's too much wrestling. On <laughs> Sunday, May on Sunday, May 28th, in a mere two days. Not to mention that, on the, I think on the 27th is New Japan's re Resurgence oh, pay-per-view. That women's tournament looks fun because you have Mercedes, you have okay. Willow. I just want Mercedes and Willow to fight each other. That'd be so. It's gonna be fun. I feel like if that goes well in Resurgence at Forbidden Door, they're gonna have a replay of it. Yes, I would love to see that. But then on Sunday, May twenty eighth, two pay per views. You first have NXT's Battleground pay per view, PLE, whatever you want to call it. I like the special pay-per-views that NXT gets because usually, most of the time, the wrestling's actually pretty solid. And then on top of that, while it's also happening, you have AEW's Double or Nothing, which I'm going to be honest, outside of the main championship, I don't know what else we're getting. We have to, we have, we, we yeah. still have to get this Fatal 4-Way. I, I, I don't know how they're going to get themselves out of it. I don't know how they're going to book it into or get themselves out of that at all. I don't know. Team championships. Oh, I love home. Homegirl is great. She's amazing live. I know. Green. She's so good. I love it so much. I'm like 50-50. I can see it going either way. I would prefer it to have KO and Sammy retain, but who knows at this point? On a SmackDown, they might retain it if, they, if then they lose it at Backlash. They have but, to lose soon because they he, Sami Zayn can't go to Saudi. I mean, that's very true. But I'm trying to figure out here. I'm just like, because we're not getting a, if the Sami and Kevin Owens retain on SmackDown, I don't see it being a tag team championship match because there are the these two and Riddle are involved in the six man versus the Usos and Solo. Except that Solo just got drafted to SmackDown. That's very true. And the tag team champions have not been drafted yet. That is very true as well. Who knows? But that covers all the wrestling events that is happening in May. And then it's weird because then it gets quiet in June, at least for the WWE side of things. I'm still mad that we should we that we still should have had a King and Queen of the Ring pay-per-view by itself. But whatever. Yes. Or, hey, let's have Evolution 2. Give it to me now. Something. We have some. Ugh. But once again, Vincent Kennedy McMahon doesn't believe in women's wrestling like the rest of us does. Who knew? Oh, and now that he's kicked Stephanie out, too, their biggest advocate is gone because she invented women's wrestling, obviously. Oh, Stephanie, I miss you, girl. Ah, super kick. The most overused move in the entire world. Ugh. I still hold the sentiment of the previous episode and talking about continuity, but I'm good if I don't see another Canadian destroyer for a little bit. So yeah. Everyone and their mother is using the Canadian Destroyer at the moment. It's because they hadn't been used for so long, at least on main TV. It's the same thing with super kicks, some Uranagis, and what was it? There's like another thing that's like that I just I'm like sick. It's like the the oh when you're firing back up, the like the move move clothesline like that's just used everywhere. Oh Jesus. Also, 
I read an article today and it hurt me to read it because my new personal favorite in NXT, Sol Ruka, is out with an injury. I'm like, ah! Like everyone else that's injured in NXT right now. <laughs> Sol Ruka, the cinnamon toast crunch emoji. Yes. It was still an experience to be able to talk to her parents for a little bit. I believe it. Like, that's just crazy in general that you're that close to them. And then it's actually someone who's like in, with people involved in the show. And then they took our picture when we asked them to, too. Yeah, but they give us surfer, but they give us total surfer vibes. I'm like, it totally makes sense now. Yeah, completely. completely. Oh, should I just start while we're waiting on this commercial break? Maybe I should just pop up my DS again and keep playing Pokemon Diamond. <laughs> I love that. Oh, it's just this is why we're friends. It is. It is. And the fact that like the both of us use water type to start with. I know. So me and my brother, we always get new Pokemon game every time it comes out. And we both work out to see who gets what i always end up going with the water starter he's always the grass starter interesting grass starters are usually not the best ones to pick till later in the game usually me and him both agree because we've had weird conversations about this i was like i'm always a water poke a water starter fan but i all the grass a lot of the grass starter designs their final evolutions are kick ass (laughs) yeah you just have to get to those i know it's like fucking Torterra is still one of my favorite designs. Again, on this wrestling podcast, we're talking Pokemon right now because we're sitting in the middle of this. Because we talked, it's just the two of us, we've talked through our thoughts on the draft itself, how it's been going, like the presentation and everything else. It's really just been a usual SmackDown episode. There hasn't been much different. No storyline progression for a lot of things, really just there. So, like, how do you give more to that than it is? There are so many ways it could have gone. I feel like they've missed a lot of opportunities this evening, and that's boring and i feel like they're not going to pick up much slack on monday no and we have a three hour show to get through instead of a two hour one luckily we'll have other people i think if we have our whole like more of our group i think we get differing opinions you hold your opinions close and you watch more of the little stuff and i'm just jaded and i'm never happy with this anyways and the thing is i hear simon miller when he talks about certain things too where he's it's just wrestling it's meant to be fun just enjoy it i am enjoying it but I can also comment on not the performers themselves being terrible or anything else, but the storylines and the writing and the putting together. Or as the professor, I love that he criticizes the acting that's going on. It's- I know. I love that, too, because I agree. Half the time I agree with him anyways. I'm like, this is not great. And I'm not a. Th- I did a few plays myself, but I don't consider myself. I wouldn't be considered a thespian, according to some. And I would agree to them to a certain extent. <laughs> but, huh? You're just dramatic. I'm traumatic and dramatic. <laughs> I'm both at the same time. You go both ways. Duh, hello. Have you not met me? <laughs> Never once. In not in person, at least. <laughs> I also enjoy that it's called out that it's there. Like, there are just, we have such a diverse group of people watching this stuff, and they were allowed to comment on that and go through it, but there were it's gone downhill a lot of the time now it just isn't there this is still theatrical it's still supposed to be dramatic and you can't even pull that part off of it it's i don't know what i also love though is as much i also love despite our diverseness and the different types of people within this group of five that are watching it i do love that how we never i want to use a phrase that another friend of mine uses is that despite how everyone feels about the state of the product no one in this group really ever truly yucks someone's yum so to speak like doesn't completely all the time duh but here's the thing though he can 
I don't know, eh, whatever. It's the Biconics. He could take it very well, <laughs> but he also dishes it out. But it's never a malicious thing. If that makes any sense. Never even truthful in certain respects. It's just I want to get a rise on like our whole conversation about belt design when he honestly and like truly said that he loved the spinner belt. And then he will fight somebody on that. I was disappointed in him for that choice. But you have your belt. Like my belt growing up was not the winged eagle, but the big eagle belt from the late 90s. That was my belt. That is a beautiful belt to me. People don't like that belt as much. Hmm. The spinner belt is terrible. Just terrible. The Spinner US title, even worse. Sorry. Man. But yeah, but I understand why Minnie likes it because that's what he grew up on. So usually what you grew up on is what's going to be your favorite. Pretty much. Though, how do I put this? I'm weird. I don't have a favorite belt to. S- no, I do. You do. I have to. Th- let me think about it. You've got time. I'm a. I guess I'm a basic, I'm a basic bitch. I'm very vanilla. So like the WWE championship is fine with me. Like. Though, if I'm being honest, I really do. I hate that it's I hate that the strap is white, but I actually really like the NXT Women's Championship design. I just wish the strap was not white. It was the same with me with the NXT. I like the NXT Women's UK and the NXT. Yes. ones, Ones that looked like a pound coin, but the branding, the logos weren't as big as they are now in all the other stuff. It was beautiful. Yeah. I, don't know, man. I also like the current AEW's women's title better than their original sign because the original sign was fucking tiny. Yes, it was. Yes, I mean, it was. I know it was tiny because Riho was tiny, but shit. AEW's done a better job since. They, they've gotten themselves in order and it's been really good. I don't and know then I'm in the camp that I was just like, I don't think AEW has too many belts, but we need to execute stories better. Hey, uh, on that same note, I've been so intrigued by the Orange Cassidy run as uh, inter- international champion. I've loved Bro, it. me too. First, I was like, oh, is he transitional? I was like, okay, he's putting on banger after banger matches. And I'm so happy to see Bandino finally fix his visa issues. Which is so good. And then help him out saving Adam Cole, which made no sense. Yeah, let's talk about that. Roderick Strong is now all elite. And Bobby Fish is a jackass, so it's just going to be the three of them. Okay, so like I need somebody to talk to me because I feel like I'm missing a piece of the story here because I was just like, I, no matter where I look, I can't find anything. But what's the story? Why do does wrestling fans and just wrestling in general do not like Bobby Fish? What did he do this? What did he do? Bobby Fish went to AEW and then he was complaining about stuff with CM Punk and he sandbagged him. So he was getting in trouble in the back. So mm. they let him go. He went around the indies and Impact and continued to badmouth AEW and badmouth punk and badmouth everything like he just was like out for himself he did the famous where's the lie promo that nobody liked it was fully memeable then he went and did a couple of boxing matches in these weird places and he won them but it was only on mat like match cards with bookers that would actually put him on there because he basically burned every bridge in the indies for the most part and he's been working on the indies and impact everyone thought he was signed to impact but he also fucked himself over impact he's really done no himself no favors persona non grata in the business right now at the same time, there's a part of me that's like, bring him back for a short six-month run, get the do your nostalgia pop, the Elite versus the UE, and then kick him out. Because he never was like the upfront person. He was like the fourth member of the... He was the Ringo of it, because nobody thought of Bobby Fish. All three other ones were actually much more fun. Although Roderick Strong, for all I'm saying, like he's definitely... 
he's aged a bit in the last like couple like year and a half and he seems a little bit slower like he missed a lot of those backbreakers yep okay i was like i'm missing something here so let me ask my (laughs) co-host oh go back to the other thing so we're talking about like how we don't understand the the dramatics and everything of these shows yeah the other person that i'm glad i could talk to people about is that I watched the wrestling newscast and stuff where they talk about how funny things were and like this comedic part of the show. I'm like, sometimes, yeah, I disagree with some of them. Listen, I'm a big fan of some of the, I'm a big fan of the Wrestle Talk Boys. I'm a big fan of the Fightful crew. But sometimes I'm just sitting here. I was like, did we watch the same thing? Like you're too positive on certain things, and it just it seems like you're like it was it was the funniest thing in the world. Like it, I didn't even chuckle at half the stuff they were talking about there. So. I was like, I can see that, but I personally didn't see that way. But I don't understand. And then it goes the other way too, where they completely like, oh, this was awful. I'm like, I don't think it was that bad. No, I enjoy that. <laughs> like, yeah, it's very strange. Kevin Owens doing the suck it. Suck it. Oh, uh, for- Kevin's hurting. Kevin's hurting. His knee has got his knee pad down a little bit. No, Kevin Steen, don't. <laughs> oh. Oh, my lovable Canadian meatball, how I love you. He's a Canadian meatloaf. He really is. I mean, we talked about this before. I still think Brody King, just because of how massive of a man Brody King is, his cannonballs are still my favorite. <laughs> they really are. Most of his offense because of how big he is and agile he is. Really and then, yeah, going back to him, Brody King, I love that he's such a girl dad. He's I loved hearing that his interview with Renee. Yes. And I also love the fact that him and his wife have adopted Julia as like their child. Pretty much. Yeah, they've taken her under a wing, bring her in for the holidays and stuff when she's away from her away from her family and such. As a side note, that's one of my favorite things I love to hear about wrestlers, especially like those who have been in the game for a long time and like legit become surrogate parents to a lot of the younger wrestlers that are up and coming i it just reminds you that for all that for all they play and all they do and how a lot of the people have to turn themselves up to 11 to be big stars there still are good people and there's a lot more now you hear a lot more stories of good people in this business versus the carny shit that it used to be yeah and i don't know if it's just a me thing that says this but like i've noticed minus maybe one one individual off the top of my head a lot of these wrestlers that are all tatted up and everything are like the some of the nicest people on the planet. Brody's really nice. Malachi is such a sweetheart. They're getting their pain and their effort out through their tattoos. Ooh, that was a well-placed super kick. Um, I did miss what Paul Heyman said there. There's solo. I'd like something about it's his night, I guess. But solo's coming out at some point. Oh, easily. They had him kick out of the stunner on SmackDown. Interesting. I'm just following the pattern here. We got some NXT call-ups from the women's side. I'm pretty sure we're getting some of them. We're getting the men's call-ups at least on Raw, hopefully. Or who knows? I might have to check the social medias later. I would assume it's going to be one place. We're going to get a, at least have to get a couple now to balance that out. Is that Alba Fire and Isla Dawn's? That shocked me that they're pulling the champions up. I think that they're champions now. It looks like they're going to probably move the belts over. But then who are they going to fight? Yeah, because let's be honest, I'm pretty sure if I'm if Roxanne is not staying in NXT, the person if I'm pretty sure we're getting Tiffany versus Indy at Battleground. And I would not be mad if Tiffany is their new NXT women's champion, because I think 
of the newer talent. I would love to see Zoe Stark, but I think Tiffany, I think, could carry it for a bit. Well, Zoe to do something with herself. She's her promo work is not my favorite, I'm going to be honest. No, it's not. And she's far enough in her career that she's not going to get much better. That's the problem. Yeah. Also, I just want to remind people if they had have tuned into NXT, I still hated that whole segment that her and EO had at the sushi place. That was racist. That was really problematic. And I did not like it. It was also cringe, but the racism was not OK. Yeah, that was terrible. That was 2.0, though. We don't talk about anything. But we have to. I have to at least because I watch NXT. So if people ask, I do have to talk about it. We I was like, it. it was a dark time. It was a dark time. Like this 2.5, I guess, if we're calling it, like, I'm not upset at it. With scripts. Scripts is poor Reggie, man. I was like, you couldn't have sent just Reggie back to NXT. You didn't have. I'm like, you don't need to put this man in a luchador mask. On top of that, hearing from the lawsuit again of like stuff that was suggested for him and Shane Thorne, which was absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. Is it Eddie Thorpe? I'm trying to figure out what his NXT name is, but I'm watching NXT carefully. I'm like, don't fuck this up, man. You have a Native American like in NXT now. And I think it's Eddie, not Eddie Thorpe. Is it Eddie Thorpe? I have to look it up. But it makes sense if they're going for like Jim Thorpe type of things, because Jim Thorpe was the Native American like athlete back in the 30s and 40s. No, but like the new NXT signee, I think he's actually his character. And I think he actually himself is Native American. But I'm watching WWE. I'm like, don't fuck this up, bro. I was like, do not let me that I just had all that happened through this lawsuit and everything else and nothing has changed and has dealt so well with Sami Zayn's Syrian heritage and everything else. You think they're not going to fuck this up? I mean, they probably will at some point. But I was like, the indigenous people. Come on now. They're going to have Tatanka be his, ma his manager. By the way, I don't know where you're at, but the match ended. They're still waiting to the end. I just it's coming to the end now. OK. Because we've got Sami Zayn doing the Haluva kick. There's the end. OK, they so they retained. Interesting. So they've got to drop it a backlash. Then they have to drop it unless they're not going to have that title on Night of Champions. Ooh, Solo be looking out, be like, fuck. <laughs> Something's going to happen. Do we think the six man is going to be the main event at Backlash? No. Do we think the street fight's going to be the main event? Yes. Probably. Or Which I'm not mad at. Semi-main and then the intercontinental fight, whatever that's going to be, is probably going to be the main. No, no, wait, no. Cody Brock is going to be the main. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Cody Brock is going to be the main. All right. I'm going to close out of this since that's done. <laughs> that was the thing. What are your thoughts so far? Okay. Look... So overall, it was a decent episode, of, like minus the draft stuff. It was a decent episode of SmackDown. Obviously, it was a let's try to get everyone on the card as possible kind of thing with lots of multi-team and other matches trying to still build towards backlash. As right. far as the draft goes, I'm happy to see some people switch. But then again, it's going to be dependent between here and my first like checkpoint is going to be between here and at the end of SummerSlam to see if the brand splits actually stick. Yeah. If I'm looking, yeah, if I'm looking over it, I'm, I don't care what nobody says. I will forever be a stand, but I'm happy to see Bianca move brands because I think she's ran through the, all the raw women's roster. So I'm ready for her to take on new people. But are, is the, that, that doesn't mean the rest of the women's roster is going to stay on Raw. She might still have the same people come over with her. That's what I'm worried about. But yeah, I'm glad she's moving. 
give her a new night to play. And she's there with Montez. And then obviously, like you said, they the ship has sailed on that one, but they did not. The Street Profits got bra drafted together. Let's see what else. I'm happy to see Empyrean switch to Raw because it gives Guther more like fresh talent to have Intercontinental Champion matches with. But I have to see on Raw because my thought is I'm pretty sure the United States Championship is moving to SmackDown then. It has to. But does that mean Austin Theory loses the belt or does that mean Theory is going to take it over there? So here are my two thoughts because it depends on where Bronson moves. But with Bobby and Austin being on SmackDown, my thought is I think Austin retains that backlash, but Bronson gets the pin. Thus, Bobby and Austin can continue the feud on SmackDown for a little bit. Yeah, but Bronson can't eat up another pin. Like, that's the problem. He's just starting to get some momentum. It makes me mad. I'm like, don't do this to my Kiwi. Among others there. Uh, the Kiwis are done dirty. And I need Bailey to turn face. Yes. She's and damage it. control, I'm ready for them to split. Yeah, do something about it. Have EO go, split them off all three, have them all go for a title. Something fun. Yeah. Bring back the I, European title for women. That'd be great. Drew going to Raw is awesome, but I'm also like surprised that Drew is up because I know right now there's rumor reports that there's some behind the scenes stuff trying to figure out his contract and what's going on with all that. He's holding out to get better money. He was waiting to see how this all went down with the thing. He's wants to come to a good number for it, but he also could go other places. He's just, he's playing them against each other. The whole OC faction on SmackDown makes me happy, though it does make me sad that Viking Raiders are going to get squashed next week. <laughs> next week, they're going to get squashed at Backlash. <laughs> uh, uh, again, because I'm the one that religiously watches NXT. I'm really, really... I'm more optimistically caught i'm cautiously optimistically i'm more optimistic for alba and isla just because they're going to smackdown right. and even though it's not official hunter is in charge of smackdown most of the time so it makes me happy because i know those two are going to be amazing i would love to again my dream hat my dream booker's hat i would love to see alba if we're going to do tag team alba and isla versus Shotzi and somebody else put that'd be fun or even Isla Alba versus Shotzi would be fun too it would be I also was thinking this in the break too if we're, if we're gonna make Alexa Bliss spoopy again stick her with those two and then of course you know me I want an all Scottish woman faction so if you throw Nikki and Piper and a four woman faction I'm like give it to me now exactly but then they make that the new League of Nations that'd be weird and very problematic as always Yes, as always. I'm also, I was surprised, but I'm a little worried for Indy, your NXT, current NXT women's champion, being called up to Raw again, because right as of right now, we have to see on Monday for part two of the draft, but Johnny and Candice are still there, and so is Dexter right now. Have a reunion with the way, but like, I feel that ship is sailed. Pretty much. It's. And they, as they've made and a camp. Yeah, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but it's not the same without Austin Theory in the mix. Like, no, surprisingly. But you could also build around that with the rivalry of, like, Austin's away from the way and the way keeps coming after him. And it's, I don't need you, but we need you. It's like, it don't work like that. <laughs> not anymore. And then Dexter Loomis kills him. Let's see. Again, 
this is just the first part. The second half of the superstars that were available for tonight on SmackDown will probably be released later tonight, tomorrow morning. So we'll have to wait and see with that. Mikey, uh, with the thoughts for that who knows who knows but hold up let me look this up because who so smackdown's complete list you sent this to everybody yes i sent it in our group text i'm pulling it up now so i can read it uh, here we go okay so tonight they announced that the superstars are eligible to be drafted on uh, nope that's night two <laughs> where's the night one one is Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, both drafted. Bobby Lashley, drafted. Candice LeRae, not. Oh, never mind. I found it. Yeah. So Chelsea and Sonya. Cody Rhodes, Damage Control. Dexter Loomis. Hey, Dolph. we got Indy. Dolph Ziggler. Edge, Drew McIntyre, Hit Row. Hit, all of them. Imperium, all of them. See fucking Evans, really? Yeah. Mr. Matt Riddle. Maximum male models, all of them. Masse, Mansoor, Maxine, Mustafa Ali, poor man. Talia and almost with MVP. Sh Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, how did I miss this? With the bloodline, it's just Roman Solo. <laughs> yeah, that's all they had on there. They didn't put the Usos. Ooh, that's interesting. The Miz. No, no, they, they put them up. The Usos are on Monday night. Yeah. So bloodline, the Miz, the OC, all of them. The Street Profits, both Montez and Angelo. The Viking Raiders. And then some select NXT superstars. So who knows? We might get more NXT. My biggest fear is that what they always do during the draft is they gut the NXT roster and then they're like, fuck the plans y'all had. They might, but I also feel like there's enough storylines with the people they did poll that they could be using people on that list to fill it out. Like Dexter Loomis and Candice LeRae for one. Dexter's probably going to end up on the same, if he gets drafted again, he's going to end up on the same brand as Indy just to have that storyline continue. Candice... They had no other win like where do you put Candace LeRae with that? Like she's and she's being wasted. She's such a good wrestler. I know. I'm just like <gasps> sorry, I'm reading my wrestling news. This Thursday, breaking news, this Thursday, Miss Trinity Fatu will make her debut on Impact. We knew that. She was at the tapings, but she'll officially be on Impact Television this upcoming Thursday. Exactly. So I'm happy for her. She's finally back on TV screens and doing from some fun stuff, so I'm glad she's there. Although the bloodline needed a female person for a long time and why didn't you bring her back i'm just like all this time man but i understand why she wouldn't want to go back to we yeah and i just want to put this to rest right yeah i'm gonna put this to rest because people are still talking about it i am not upset that at the time sasha and naomi walked out the way they did and they stood up for what they believe in because people are like and they're still talking badly about it i was like no you're not going to do this because I thought they did the right thing because the women's roster was not the tag. The women's tag team championships that they were working so hard to make relevant was being treated like absolute dog shit. Exactly. And it still currently is at this point. But but I'm just like, you know what? We ain't going to do this because I think they did the correct thing and they stood up for what they believe in. And honestly, it paid off for me <laughs> like it yeah. paid off for them. Pay for them and for us. They're, Mercedes Monet is doing better things than she ever would have time for, be given time for in WWE. I'm hoping that Trinity can have a run with some good booking and get herself back to where she was. And then whatever their future holds, it's going to hold. But it's more wide open than it was in WWE. For sure. All right. 
Yeah, so before we log off for the night, let's quickly, because if you stuck around for this long, thank you so much. It was just me and JVL, but we are the OGs of this podcast, and it was... I mean, I love the five of us all together, but this was a little of a bit of a nostalgia trip. And I love that it was just me and you again, because it was just me and you when all this started. Exactly, with bio breaks in the middle and things that were weird, so always good. Yes, so... Before we sign off for the night, really quickly to go over who is available for night two, because we will have an update at the next part. But night two, the superstars that are available when we watch Raw, which is going to be a longer podcast because that's three hours. We'll have more people, so it'll be better, I promise. Yeah, so night two is Akira Tozawa, Alpha Academy, Angel Garza, and Umberto Carrillo, which I forget they're still here. Yeah, there's still the roster. Asuka, Austin Theory, bumass Baron Corbin. He's <laughs> in NXT UK by himself. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Braun and Ricochet together. Brock Lesnar, Bronson Reed, Cedric Alexander, and Shelton Benjamin are together. Charlotte Flair, Dana Brooke, Elias, Emma, Johnny Gargano, Judgment Day. Yeah, that was my door, but I'll get to it later. With Scarlett, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, who are now, at the time of this recording, still your undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. LA Knight, Liv Morgan, and Raquel Rodriguez, obviously your women's tag team champions. Nikki Cross, Piper Niven, SmackDown Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley, Rick Boogs, Riddick Moss, Ronda and Shayna, Seth Rollins, Shotzi, Tamina, Tegan Knox, the Brawling Brutes as a faction, the... LWO, The New Day, The Usos, Trish Stratus, Zia Lee, and select NXT superstars. So obviously, because we have more, this is a three-hour show, which makes more sense. But yeah. Damn. Let's hope it's a different setup, but it seems like it's going to be just as boring as this one. Could be better, though. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see. But... That is going to conclude a special broad, at least a special part one broadcast of the Biconics. When we come back with next episode, hopefully we'll have more people, but we will be covering the second night of the draft when all of us have to slog through three hours of Raw. But we'll do it together. We'll do it together, which I'm still excited for. So stay tuned. But until then, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to download and subscribe wherever podcasts are available, as well as go check us out on the YouTube since we have our podcast there as well. And also, word of mouth, best thing we can have for us. If you like what you're hearing, if you like what's going on, tell your friends, send the links, get us out there. But we appreciate all of you being here. We appreciate our co-hosts for not showing up and being douches. We appreciate the ability to be able to come together as a bunch of wrestling fans, talk nonsense, and get a little bit farther out of this world so that we're not all burning together in this stupid world that's burning to the ground. And I'm thankful that, Mikey, you put us all here together, you run this whole thing, and that you really do bring good people together to make fun things. So thank you all for all of that. On behalf of Mikey, I'm JVL. And then on good behalf people. of JVL, I'm Mikey. <laughs> be good to each other and be iconic. <laughs> Laters! Thank you so much for tuning in to another Vibe Tribe production. What's going to happen next time? Well, you're going to have to tune in to find out. But until then, remember, audio podcast land, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, make sure that you keep the good times rolling. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.